Stanford football head coach David Shaw joins us today. And coach, uh, first off, I want to just check in on you and see how you're doing. Uh, are you staying safe and, uh, and healthy down there in Santa Clara County? Uh, yeah, we're doing well. Um, kids are doing online classes. I'm doing a lot of online work, but we're having, having our meals together. We're having activities in the evening. So um, we're making the best out of it. When you talk about that, how, how are you guys just, obviously you're, you're getting together, but you're keeping your distance. How does that all work as far as uh, how you implement those kind of things? Well, you know, we have uh, staff meetings, um, virtual staff meetings, like we're talking right now. Um, our coaches are having virtual meetings with their players, uh, their position players, um, talking from talking football, talking life, et cetera. Um, NCAA has done a great job of making sure we have enough hours to continually keep in touch with our players, um, our student athletes, um, because you go to, you join a team to become a member of a, of a community. So um, we're, 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 able to continue to do that at the same time, give our guys workouts so they can go do their workouts. We've started classes now, they're doing online class, online meetings with coaches, online meetings with professors. Uh, so it's a bit of a new world, but our guys are taking advantage of, of what they have and um, they're still Stanford students. So they're still getting a Stanford uh, education, just doing it a different way. Coach, you, you've been very active on social media. I looked through your Twitter and obviously some of the PSAs. You and the coaches, uh, Coach Brennan, Coach Wilcox, put that a couple weeks ago. Why did you feel that was important for the three of you guys to get together and uh, kind of give that, that public service announcement? Well, you know, I, I, I retweeted a few things. I was thinking about doing something on my own, and Coach Brennan reached out to us and said, hey, how about if we did this together? Um, and I thought it was awesome. Um, two great human beings, really good football coaches. Um, good, good guys, um, and I think the three of us together, um, I think hopefully we spread that message even wider than any one of us could by ourselves. And um, it's a positive message. Um, it's, an emphasis, it's a message that kind of de-emphasizes football. It's not just about us competing against each other um, because we all love the Bay Area. We, we, our families love the Bay Area. So we're to, to, to talk to the Bay Area as football coaches, but not just because we're football coaches, because we care about the people in our area. Coach, recently, uh, Santa Clara County officials said they don't think maybe that sports can return till Thanksgiving. What is your thought on that and where we're at and uh, your initial reaction when, when you heard about that? Yeah, there are a lot of things that are going on. People are saying a lot of things and a lot of experts are saying a lot of things. But, um, you know, our world changes week to week yeah. uh, and month to month. So we'll see how things go. I think our way of preparing right now, I think, is the best way, which is we're preparing to be back in the summer, but also setting contingency plans that we can't come back in the summer, that we maybe it's late summer, maybe it's early fall, et cetera. So I think we have a progression of, of, of processes. That's what we have to be in charge of. What, what processes can we put into place depending on what happens nationally and internationally? Mm. So it doesn't surprise me when people come out and they're pessimistic. Some people are overly optimistic. <laughs> um, you know, week to week, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make whatever adjustments we need to make. Um, so. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll ride this thing out. And many people are saying that they have optimism about where we are a month and a half from now. Mm -hmm. And as we get into May, early June, um, our national outlook may be completely different than it is now. It could be better, it could be worse. Yeah. So I think our, our job right now as, as university officials, head coaches, everybody is to say, what are the, what are the steps that we can take to make sure that our, our players are taken care of right now and then we're prepared whenever that is to come back and, and in a safe way uh, return to play. Coach, it's been about a month uh, since, you know, the NBA shut down and then everything else kind of followed in the days after. Can you take me back to where you guys were in spring ball, kind of 
your initial thoughts? Can you run me through those days and, and, and now the weeks following? Yes, we had gotten through two weeks of spring football. Um, we do two weeks. We take a three-week break with dead week finals and, and spring break and then come back and do two more weeks. So we were just finishing that first, that, that second week and that first session. And this, this national story started to hit close to home for, for a lot of us. And so this thing's not slowing down. It's only getting bigger. So we started to hear whispering that maybe we won't be able to uh, come in the office anymore. Maybe we won't be able to finish our spring. Who knows what's going to happen academically. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of us started to prepare for what we're doing now, which is be ready to meet mobily. Uh, be ready to um, uh, work uh, at home. So a lot we we prepared, and thankfully we've been able to do that in such a way that we're still getting a lot of things done. Uh, we're still staying in great communication, um, but it's a significant difference. Um, it's great to be able to walk down the hall and talk to your colleagues. Yeah. And you can't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, I've become an expert on Zoom. <laughs> this, is my, this is my fourth Zoom of the day, right? Yeah. It's, it's early on. So, yeah. uh, but. Uh, this is this is a great way to, to 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 spawn ingenuity. How do we still get things done when we can't be in the same office? So um, we're going to take negatives and make them into positives. Obviously, the health and safety is at the forefront. But as a football coach, and just speaking football wise, when would it be ideally? I mean, spring practice is so important to getting ready for fall and getting into your season. So football wise, where are you guys? How are guys getting workouts, staying in football shape? Obviously, with the eye on health and safety, number one. But football wise, where are you guys? Yeah, the hard part is you, you miss those last two weeks. Some some got no spring spring practice at all. Some you know, even our own conference didn't get any spring practices at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're at that point now where we can't look back. We can only look forward. Um, how can we prepare for the season? So uh, we've we've shipped out a, a bunch of uh, things weekly. We send out workouts to our guys. These are workouts that can be done without a weight room. These are workouts that can be done hopefully in a safe environment as possible. Um, with bands and medicine balls, et cetera, uh, it's for those guys to just to, to, to continue to train. Um, hopefully we can get them back, but if we can't get them back for any time, anytime soon, we have to have a way to, for these guys to stay in shape and stay conditioned. So um, that's our process there. Our coaches are meeting with our guys a couple hours a week, um, talking about what we did in spring, talking about what our outlook is, talking about what they can be doing to, to prepare themselves. Um, still being able to look at some film virtually now our coaches have figured out how to have a zoom meeting and still look at film <laughs> yeah. uh, so so we've we've advanced the the uh the possibilities of our coaching staff um but the biggest thing for us is to, is to stay tight um stay informed for what the, what we can do um locally and, and and nationally um and prepare for some at some point in time being back on campus and back uh, out there on the football field what had you most excited this spring? I know you had a, a couple of weeks and you know, we're going to have a couple more, but what, what was your team looking like? How were you guys gelling and, and who are we looking out for in 2020 player wise? Yeah, well, the excitement for me, it's really kind of across the board. Um, starting the offensive side, Davis Mills really taking that second step, being a leader on the team, mm-hmm. having all of our uh, receivers that play significantly, having them all back and guys are making plays. Um, Simi Pahoko has a chance to be a breakout star. He broke the school record for yards per catch last year. Yeah. Expect more out of him, as well as Connor Weathington and Michael Wilson and Osiris St. Brown. I think we've got a great group of guys there. Um, our young running backs are coming around and, and have a chance to be a fun group to watch. Um, defensively, you know, our, our linebacking core has got a chance to be special. Uh, a lot of guys missed a lot of time last year. Uh, Curtis Robinson has become the leader of that linebacker group. Um, he's going to have a breakout year, in my, in my opinion. 
have a lot of younger guys that we're really excited about that didn't play last year but have a chance to make an impact this year. And Paulson Debo deciding to come back um, as a defensive back and he'll be one of the top corners in America um, paired with Caillou Kelly. And we're going to have one of the two best and one of the, probably one of the top uh, duels there, uh, uh, corners in, in America. So um, a lot of positives, a lot of things that we're excited about. Um, and, and as much as anything, our guys um, are still hurting from last year. And that's driving a lot of our workouts. It's driving our leadership uh, to have the kind of season we believe we're capable of. Coach, um, obviously you've, you've been working with NFL Network. I think, are you going back again? Are you doing some draft stuff with them again this year? Uh, that's all up in the air right now. Okay. Um, I think the broadcast might be trimmed a little bit just because we can't all get in the same place. Mm -hmm. um, we'd love to, to contribute um, if, if possible. Um, but I know we'll, we'll find a way to make it happen this year. And uh, I hope to be back on site in Cleveland next year. Gotcha. Uh, but putting on kind of a, you know, your draft hat or looking at it from an NFL perspective, guys, you coach Kobe Parkinson, Casey Tuhill, your thoughts on and how they can uh, adapt to the NFL game and, and why they, why an NFL team should want those guys. Well, I think Casey did a great job at the combine. Um, he was one of those late uh, invitees that um, didn't have the big national name. And so he eventually got the invite and I told many, many, scouts to watch out for him. He's going to do some things that they didn't, they didn't expect. He ran fast. He jumped high. Um, the interviews, of course, were outstanding because he's a Stanford man, obviously. Uh, but, but this guy, guys like him, you have a chance to make it on special teams. And he's an outstanding special teams player. Um, he's got speed to be on the coverage units. He's got length uh, to, be, to be a blocker on punt, et cetera. So um, I think he's got a chance to make a team on special teams as he gets ready to play linebacker. Um, Colby Parkinson is just a 6'7", 250-pound mismatch. Yeah. Um, he's athletic. He makes great catches. So, and he's a red zone threat. So him in the right position, he's got, to make a, he's got a chance to make an impact right away as a rookie. Can you talk about how good Paulson Adebo is? Gosh, that combination of length and speed and tenacity. Um, and, and he, quote, unquote, had a down year this year um, <laughs> where he was all conference and was still top five in the nation in, in passes defense. Um, this guy is special. Um, he's got a chance to be a high round draft pick um, and not just be a draft pick, but he's got the skill set that you're looking for in the NFL. He's got, he's long, he's a great press corner, he can play off, and he's got ball skills. So um, I'm looking for this guy to have a, a breakout year, another breakout year, yep. um, and be an impact player early on in his NFL career. What do you like so much about doing the NFL draft work and being there and, and uh, you know, being on that stage and kind of talking football with those guys as guys are getting ready to go to the NFL? It's two, it's two things for me. Number one, I learned at the Oakland Raiders from Al Davis how special the draft process is. And I love that draft preparation. You're watching film. You're looking. You're trying to envision these guys you know, going from college to the NFL. What skill set are you looking at? What are they bringing to the table? Um, that's just exciting to me. That's a lot of fun. It doesn't feel like work. It's a lot of fun. And on the other side, being there on site on draft day, being a part of the biggest, most important, and most exciting point in these guys' athletic lives, um, I, I think that's, that's just it's a, it's an excitement. Um, and, and I truly appreciate the NFL Network bringing me on to do that, to, to see these guys and shake their hands and be excited about um, this huge day for those guys, especially when it's a Stanford guy. Um, I, think I, just, I love being a part of it. And you touch on it, though. It's going to be changed this year. Obviously, there is no on-site. We were all looking forward to Las Vegas and the spectacle that was going to be. Um, it's going to be virtual. There's some difference to it. But uh, how do you think that plays out this year and how we're going to see it on TV and maybe how 
it is for the guys, some of them missing out on, you know, being there in person. Yeah, you know, watching these big guys hug the commissioner and pick them up and throw them around has been a lot of fun <laughs> over the years. Uh, yeah, we're going to miss that part of it. Um, uh, NFL Network side, especially Deion Sanders, getting that one-on-one -on -one live interview with those guys um, was, was always one of my favorite things, too. So you're going to miss a lot of those things. But for a lot of these guys now, you're going to get a chance to see them in a different environment with their families and not just out alone on the stage. You're going to get a chance to see – uh, that engagement. Um, yeah, there's going to be some gymnastics to go through production-wise, yeah. um, but I think they'll find the best way because, like I said before, this is an exciting time. It's the most important uh, time in these guys' uh, athletic lives, um, and, and it's still such a great show. I'm still a lot of people are going to tune in because it's it's got a chance to be fascinating, especially that first round with all those quarterbacks and receivers and, and, and pass rushers. Uh, it's going to be fast and furious, especially the first half of the first round. Do you have any thoughts if you're to put your analyst hat on on what the Niners and the Raiders are going to do or what you think they might be thinking? Well, I've had no substantive conversations with any of them, although I know a lot of people in those places, we've kind of had our own issues. But when you watch both of those teams, you know, gosh, you say, what if one more receiver could be added to both of those teams, a guy with speed and athleticism? And this is, might be the the deepest receiver draft um, in, in recent years. Mm -hmm. um, I think both these teams would love to come out with at least one difference maker um, for their quarterbacks because when those quarterbacks, those two quarterbacks, when they have guys that throw the ball to, they've shown what they can do. So um, I, I wish that for both teams that they, they can add to their speed and, and playmaking ability at the receiver position. Specifically with Kyle Shanahan, what do you like about him when you watch his offense go to work? I mean, he's just so creative and innovative. As a coach, what do you like about what he does? Yeah, Kyle, Kyle has, has made his, his mark on this league. There's no question about it. And uh, he and I have something in common. We were both underlings for John Gruden mm -hmm. uh, at different times in our careers. And, and you can see that in his play calling. You can see that the combination of what he learned from John, what he learned from being with his dad those years, and his own special sauce, which I give, I give him a lot of credit for. He's grown so much. Um, he's so hard to prepare for because of the different formations and motions and quarterback movements, you got a guy like Jimmy V that can throw on the move. Now there's so many different things you have to prepare for. Um, and, and those guys up front that they've done a great job of, of, of putting together um, and you give them a tight end. So all that stuff is scary. You give that guy a lot of weapons and now give Kyle one more, at least one more receiver weapon. Mm -hmm. um, that could be a lot of fun to watch these guys play. Obviously, you're probably a little biased. You probably thought Christian McCaffrey should have been MVP last year. I mean, I would be right there with you. Uh, your relationship with Christian, do you still talk to him? And I saw you, you recently saw, uh, posted or retweeted one of his tweets, the things he's doing in the community to try and, you know, help out with this crisis. But uh, just overall, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, you, gosh, I, I talked to Urban Meyer years ago, and he just said, Coach, you know, be careful. When you have a special one, you, know, you don't get a lot of those. And, and I probably had more than any. And I sit there and look at Andrew Luck and Christian McCaffrey and Bryce Love. These guys are special human beings. Um, but guys like that, they, they constantly amaze you um, on and off the football field. This is one of the most competitive human beings walking on our planet right now, but he still is such a great teammate. He's such a great leader, but he's also a community leader and he takes things off the field very seriously. And, um, you know, you're, you're just, uh, just proud of, proud to have a, a part of his, of his journey. And he's got great parents um, that, have, that have instructed he and his brothers extremely well. Um, and it's not just about, how much money can I make and how much of a superstar I can be. It's, it's influencing other people, being a great example for people to follow, and also pushing 
positive agenda uh, in your immediate area, and he's done all of that. So I can't, I just continue to be amazed by him and root for him no matter what he does. You still talk with Andrew Luck a lot, and were you kind of, uh, I mean, the football world was kind of shocked at the moment when it happened, all that, all the stuff that went down with him and his retirement. Um, have you talked to Andrew, and what was that like when, when he retired? Well, how did you take that? Well, I've talked to Andrew actually quite a bit. Um, and as I said, in that category of human beings, that just, they're just special. And he's not going to do what people want him to do just because they want him to do it. He's going to make the, the right decisions for, for he and his family and at the same time be a leader um, and, and be someone that people need to look up to. And uh, at the time, I was, I was initially shocked um, because I, I had talked to him probably less than a month before he retired. Um, watching uh, saw him over the summer and how excited he was to have his teammates and uh, he was he had rehabbed the whole offseason um, but the pain never left and he expressed that very well and to be in constant pain for as long as he has been um, to really balance his his on and off the field life together um, and although I was initially shocked once I got the explanation it didn't surprise me one bit this guy loves football he loves competing he loves being part of a team. He loves being a leader. Um, but at some point in time, you either walk away from the game or the game walks away from you. And, you know, you look at Luke Keekley and Doug Baldwin and a lot of these guys now, um, they're making informed decisions about their life, their future, their future health, not just their immediate health. Huh. And um, those guys need to be applauded for making the right decisions for them and their families. Coach, obviously you've had so much success at Stanford. It's a special place to you. Why do you want to continue to stay there instead of maybe the NFL that kind of can, you know, be out there and potential for you? Why stand for the place for you, Coach? Well, I never say never. You know, maybe one day way down the road, uh, but, but no time soon. Um, I think we're building something special at Stanford. I think uh, the, the people that I'm around every single day, both coaching staff, uh, administration, and our players, uh, it's such a great environment. Um, and I also tease that, the uh, NFL uh, head coaching position is the highest paid temp job in America. Um, they just don't last long. Yeah. Uh, and, and what I have now lasts long and it's great every single day. And I, I can't imagine not being here uh, for the foreseeable future. Have you picked up any new hobbies during this uh, crazy time we've had over the last month, month and a half? Gosh, outside of becoming an expert on zoom, um, <laughs> not really. Uh, you know, I've, I've had, I've had so many meetings that, um, if all not in the office, we're still extremely active. Uh, so the best thing for me is being able to do things with my family now, instead of being in the office, like we can have lunch together. You know, we can, we can have dinner together. We can go for a walk in the evening. Um, we, we, we take the, we all take the dog out for a walk and, and we have a good, I mean, it's every single day we have family connection. Um, that's what I've missed. Um, you know, you, you make trade-offs, uh, jumping in this profession. And I've missed that. And it's been great in this time period with all these difficult things to still have that bright spot of spending time with my wife and my children. When we get back to football, um, and we hope it's with the fans and all the things that we kind of hope it's back to normal, um, how much are you looking forward to that? And has your perspective changed on just being grateful to be in the position you are, Coach, and, and being the, you know, the head coach of Stanford football? Yes, absolutely. I think with so many things going on all over the country, and I look at who I work with and who I work for, in the institution that, that I got my degree from and I, I'm working for, uh, I'm just excited about the things that we have and the people that we're around, um, even if it's virtual. 
Yeah. Um, I, our guys, the, you can't come in the building, but they're still getting a great Stanford education, and, and they, they need to appreciate that and, and take advantage of that. Um, but I am looking forward to uh, getting back to football. Um, I think we have got a great combination of where, we, where we've come schematically and who we have uh, personnel-wise. I think it's a great combination, and I think we have a chance to be a special team. How important do you think football is to the American public and the healing process once we get to this and, and the importance of sports, you know, in the grand scheme of things, when we get back and how much that's going to make people feel really good? Absolutely. But I will say there is a fine line between using sports to make us feel better um, because you don't want to look at these athletes like they're any different than us. Um, they have families, they have their own concerns, they have their own medical and, and safety concerns about their health as well. So, um, once we can get back, I think that's going to be a major part uh, of our country's healing. Um, it's one of the things that unifies us. Sports, sports unify us. Um, even, in, even when we're competing against each other, we are still unified. In fact, we love this sport and we love this competition. Um, so I, I do believe it's going to be a major part of our, our rehealing process, um, both, uh, gosh, you know, in a lot of different ways, a lot of different forms. of, of It's a way to bring people together from different cultures, et cetera. Um, so I, I do think that's going to be a big part of it when we can do it safely for the athletes as well. Right, lastly, I want to ask you, are you, uh, are you watching any shows, binging anything? Got any recommendations for me? I think we're all looking for something different to uh, maybe to watch. Or you got any recommendations for me? Well, you know, in the evenings, once the kids have gone to school, I think I've watched them all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, the, gosh, Amazon Prime and Netflix and, uh, you know, we're, uh, iTunes, we're all over the place. So right. um, finding ways to keep ourselves active. So I think whatever you're looking for, you can find it. It's all yeah. out there. You don't have any particular ones that, that are the coach shop approved? Uh, you know, it's, it's just varying degrees. You know, there's some that are great family ones. Yeah. Um, we've got, been able to go back and watch old shows with our, our kids and uh -huh. showing them, um, you know, watched all the men in blacks with our, our, our oh, kids. Nice. You know, uh -huh. those are times back. So yeah. we've done the Star Wars saga. We've done all the, all the Marvel superhero movies. Um, uh, went back, we had a nostalgia day. We watched all the Cars movies from when my kids were young. And nice. Had nostalgia there. So, uh, like I said, we, we've been all over the place. But the, once again, they're great fun things for us to do as a family. Sounds like you have Disney Plus then. No question about it. You know, we, <laughs> well, that's good we're for subscribing us. To, we're subscribing to anything and everything right now. <laughs> all right, Coach Shaw, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we hope to see you in person very soon. All right, take care.